Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes and industry legends. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there will be no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear. Hey everybody, welcome to Long Underwear. I'm Amy Ingerbretson, your host, and today on the podcast we have none other than Johnny Mosley. Johnny, welcome. Thank you. Gosh, Yay. You know, I thought you'd never ask me. <laughs> I loved it when I, I texted you to see if you wanted to be on the podcast. You're like, I've been listening. I was like, no way, Johnny Mosley's listening to my podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, well, welcome. I'm so glad this could work out. We're here in Squaw Valley. Um, which obviously is where I met you a long time ago. Yeah. I remember you before you were an Olympic gold medalist and an MSP film star, Warren Miller's predecessor, or, uh, yeah, how do you taker, say that? not predecessor, your Warren yeah. Miller's taker over. Right. That'll work. <laughs> I remember, I remember seeing you training <laughs> on Red Dog, like oh. the winter before you were going to the Olympics. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, I was young. Yeah. I was a little girl, but. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. awesome. Well, I guess, um. My question is, okay, so you have, I can't, we're not supposed to talk about skiing on this podcast, but right. we're going to talk about it for just a second, just right. to get our toes wet. And your career is so... Wait, um, before we get started, though, did your is your dad okay? Because <laughs> I saw yesterday when we jumped in those moguls, Yes, he was ripping. Yes. and But I saw him, you know, he caught an edge and spun around and saved it. Yes. But then I saw, I kind of overheard and he came down. I, I I heard you ski over and be like, you okay? And I, I kind of saw him just be like, and then I then I then he was gone. Is yeah. he like okay? Is he is it bad? Just give me a scale of one to ten. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, never mind. Carry it on. Let's just say that you and me and my dad were skiing moguls yesterday, Damn and it, it was really fun until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Okay, yeah, that's Fair the nature enough. of skiing, right? Fair enough. Right. Sorry, Fair dad. Enough. Love you. Fair enough. Um. But it was pretty cool. You gave me some good tips on skiing. I'd you never, ripped those I'd things. never been to, like, the Johnny Mosley, like, bump the school before. The mogul clinic? Yeah, yeah. You, uh, What's you, funny is you we were, were really on Red Dog, probably the first place I ever saw you skiing. Yeah. And that's where we were skiing moguls yesterday. Yeah. At Squaw. And those are nasty moguls. Yeah, those were horrible. Yeah. And I was on, like, 108 longs. Yeah. I mean, I've never yeah. skied a pair of mogul skis. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were on the wide ones. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. that makes your, your skiing. Well, you could have been a mogul skier. You could have been, you know, you could have been, been something. You could have been something. Could have been something. But, so, okay, if we're going to talk about your career, like, for only a second, that's impossible because you've done so much. Um, but I, what I want to know is, like, if you look back on your ski career, mm -hmm. what's what are you most proud of? Mm. And I know that's hard because it's obviously you've had like yeah, one of the best careers yeah. in skiing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just it's hard not to go to uh, that sort of run up to the Olympics yeah. and just the there was a moment there when, you know, it was an inflection point where I kind of was like, oh my gosh, I had a, a realization that I am not the guy that's going to win this Olympics coming up. And, you know, at that point, that, that was like, you know, it's hard because you think you're good. You mm -hmm. know, you, you kind of, I think the way you get to that point is you have a very armored shell around your ego. Yeah. And you just always think you're good at everything, even when you're losing. Yeah. And um, that was a moment when I was like, you know, um, I'm not that good and I need to get better. 
and what am I going to do and how am I going to organize this? And, you know, and so I remember being up in Mount Hood and I was training with this guy, Cooper Shell. He was our, had been brought in and he basically, actually, I guess he was the one that said we all sucked. He was like, you guys all suck. You have a break coming up and shouldn't go home. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to work with you if you stay. Mm -hmm. And to my, and I was like, to me, I was like, this is my moment. Like mm -hmm. I, 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 this, I, I've worked my whole life to get to this point. Um, and so I was like, absolutely. Like, I'm just, I'm not coming home, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was the only one that stayed. And so, and that, that changed the course of my whole, you know, career. Yeah. And so I often look back at that point as like a, a, a moment a in my yeah. career and, and a, at a point I can look back at, like, if you want to really do something and you're working towards a goal, like sometimes it takes that like extra special sense of like pulling yourself out of where you're at in your mm -hmm. life and making that shift, which yeah. I, I only look back on it now because it gets harder to do as right. you get more entwined in your life and it's totally easy to do when you're 20 years old or 21 years old and you have I don't think it's on. still easy though like it still takes a lot of commitment sure yeah that's cool yeah. I mean it's kind of cool that there's I mean it seems like the obvious answer would be like oh and I won gold medal but it's like no yeah. when I realized that I wasn't good enough and I had to get good enough right right yeah. like when I when I you start to be real with yourself you I know? liked all your stuff in MSP I almost like because I was I mean, obviously the Olympics were cool, and I felt like I was like, oh, I like kind of know that guy, and I've seen that ugly hat he wears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people love that hat. The tie dye like short weave, yeah. and that was it. Well, I'll tell you a story about that <laughs> it was, hat. It was is that like almost leopard print, right? It was a pink and fluorescent, like, yeah. and so. I don't even think this is on the skiing topic, so we can talk about it. But so one of the things when you're on the ski team, you know, you're required to wear majority of the stuff you're, you're, you have to wear is a sponsor is, is their sponsors. Right. Right. And you're restricted from getting your own pretty yeah. much until you get some leverage or whatever. And you have certain things. But one of the things they always, you know, we always had to wear was Bula hats. Mm -hmm. And I hated them. I was like, these are the lamest things, like made out of like weird materials. Like, can I just get a knit hat? Yeah. Like all my buddies wear. Yeah. Like, you know, a Dekine knit hat, like yeah. a normal hat. <laughs> I don't want like a fluorescent, whatever, shiny material like the Nordic. Like, what is the deal with you guys? And I remember one time I just wore a, like I, I was in a World Cup in in uh, in Blackham and I wore a white kind beanie just like you have on now yeah. right like and and i was like i'm just cool a beanie. Yeah. yeah just a beanie i i, I don't know i must have podiumed or something so someone saw the picture and i get a call from like the ski team oh, no. like you cannot you know or actually that my coach said you got to call into the ski team to the boss you yeah. know and they're like you can't yeah you can't do that and from that point forward i was just like this isn't worth it anymore i'm not gonna i'm just gonna i'm now focused on trying to win the Olympics, I have to just give in. Yeah. So it became the type of thing I'd get that box of bull stuff and I'd just be like, what is the stupidest looking hat in this box? <laughs> and Garrett, what, what happened with that, with that, uh, that particular hat was it wasn't even about the look. I liked the, it was like an oil can. Yeah. And it fit with my goggles really well. Okay. And so I was just like, Fine. that's the one yeah. that fits with my goggles. Like, that's the style I had been running in a different color. Yeah. And the Olympic version came out, and I was like, that's the one I have to wear because it fits and everything. Yeah. And, of course, like, and the thing, like, off. ends up on Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And everywhere I go, people have like, you know, their signed version. That's I have that hat. You started a trend that you didn't like. <laughs> totally. Which, oh my gosh, that's know. funny. Yeah, so kind that's of. Right. One, I mean, I one still remember stories. it. I still remember stories. it. 
Yeah. All right, so one more kind of um, question before we stop talking about skiing, like we're supposed to, is just to kind of, you know, how long – have you been doing the VO for Warren Miller for how long? 15 years? 10 years? Um, I think I'm on 10, 10 for the VO. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, obviously you've been in Warren Miller Movies Bunch. We were in Iceland together last year, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. Um, but when you kind of take – took that role over where you stepped into Warren's shoes and you were going to become like the new voice of Warren Miller. Like what was that like? And what is that still like now? Like, I feel like you can't, that's um, to me, Warren Miller is the biggest legacy in skiing. Right. Yeah. And without Warren Miller, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. You know, there's, that's a lot. Like, how do you carry that? What was that like when you took that on? Yeah, no, I, I initially said no, because <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a hard no, but when Max called me he and he said, you know, we want you to do this. I was like, Hey, let's, let me just read a couple pages and let's lay it in and see how it sounds. Because, you know, as, as like excited as I was, mm-hmm. right. To, you know, when you get something like that, or that call, you're like, amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I went from, you know, being like a mogul skier to this and like watching Warren Miller and being just like, I'd love <laughs> to be in a ski movie someday. You know, I want to be in a Warren Miller film to, you know, getting in one for my first time, right? Yeah. In 96. And, Where and, was your first trip? Um, I, it wasn't a trip. They shot us skiing moguls in Breck. Oh, okay. I guess it was a trip because it was specifically for, yeah. like, it wasn't a training Sick. camp. They brought us out there. So yeah. we did a, a mogul skiing, like, rapid fire, that whole thing, one yeah. pieces, the whole nine yards. Um, and so that was just huge, you yeah. know, to be in the movie. And then, you know, fast forward to do a real Warren Miller trip. I think the first one I did was Wiggly's or something like that, you know, a real awesome. like uh, yeah. exotic yeah. for me. And then, um, but then to fast forward and be asked to like take over as a narrator was ridiculous, right? Yeah. But even, even in my selfish mode, I was like, I had this realization like, but if I ruin the movie, right. that's not worth it. No. You know? So it was, I, I basically, you know, Max said, no, you're coming in, we're doing it. And uh, so they put me in the booth and they were all in the freaking other booth listening <laughs> and, you know, every, and they're all trying, and you know, I could just see in there, they're just like, you know, talk, you know, when they're talking, you can't hear and you just know they're not like into it. And, um, and then I, I've told the story before, but in the, you know, they open the door and in comes like a six pack of Corona and, <laughs> ever since then we've been good yeah and you know the audiences have been good and i've gotten better and i feel like it's a work in progress yeah. but every year the writing gets my way a little bit and we kind of we we try to we try to pay tribute you're to the very Warren. involved in the whole process i i am i am because yeah, they um, write you a loose script yeah but there's a lot of there's johnny a, in there too yeah there is there is there is yeah i try i try to be as involved as i can it's yeah. it's it's hard because i'm not I mean, that would be just be so much shoot, pressure but, I mean, yeah. I think at this point, though, like, mission accomplished. Like, you now you are part of the legacy. I think that's true. I think that— And especially the, for younger people. Like, for me, who, like, I never had the experience of going to a Warren film when they were live narrated by him. I remember them when they were still narrated by him. But, yeah. like, I think, like, for the younger generation that, that now I'm not even that young, a lot of people my age have kids. Yeah. It's like, your voice is the voice. Yeah. No, I guess so. I haven't really, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't really, thought about it. I mean, it. I, I, I just, I do, I, I will say for the first time this year, when I sat in the theater, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. And I know that's probably a little narcissistic, but that's the first time I've been able to be like, 
not have my voice be a big distraction for me yeah. and actually been like, oh, yeah, that sounds like right, was, as opposed to being a little bit cringe, cringy. Yeah. So I hope that's the feeling for everyone else, too. I always have experience. I had this experience in with our segment last year from Iceland. Um, at the end, you're talking about how you're telling a story about how I said something about how it was like we were on The Bachelor and you were the host or something. Yeah. And well, the first time I was watching, I was like, I didn't say that. And then it like cuts to like an interview clip of me saying that. And I'm like, dang it, I said that. <laughs> but I, I can't even they remember do that to these. Me every year. I like, know. And I'm I, re- like, I didn't say that. And then it's like me yeah. saying it. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> when I remember when we were on that shoot, right? Obviously. And I remember, I remember making the comment about The Bachelor or something like that. And, um, and I remember as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, I'm going to regret that. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to let it slide. Yeah, exactly. I think when I look back, I think our trip last year will probably be like the best Warren Miller trip I get to go on. I mean, I just got off a great Warren For Miller trip. For me too. But that I mean, one was the one was where it was the most like out of this world. Right. It was such a fantasy. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was good. I have like, you know – great little moments of flashbacks to that trip just it was the the colors and the you know the the snow and just the whole like being in that area it was a really special trip yeah yeah i really i was pinching myself all the time i was like you better enjoy this because it's never going to be this good again that's probably true (laughs) that's probably true yeah yeah Yeah. so we're lucky we're lucky yes we are okay we have to talk about stop talking about and that lodge was awesome how cool is that i know how many killer like apre heli sessions did we have amazing that that little spot really cool yeah yeah we can't talk about skiing anymore arctic heli skiing we can give joe a plug He told us a story of like running away from a polar bear earlier that year. Oh, yeah. It was was a lot. We can't. This long underwear podcast. We're not supposed to be talking about skiing. Uh, We're transitioning. We're going to do a hard gear shift. No more S word. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, long underwear listeners, moving forward, there's going to be no more mention of the S word. But first, we are going to take a quick break to hear from one of our partners. Hi, I'm meteorologist Joel Gratz with Open Snow. We cover everything from industry news to five-day snow forecasts, and we are your one-stop shop for comparing resort snow cams and learning more about the science behind a good powder day. Go to opensnow.com or download the Open Snow app on iPhone or Android. Open Snow is built by skiing weather forecasters like me, just for those of us that want to find the best snow. Well, first I want to talk about um, I want to talk about your Hollywood career because I think people kind of know about it, okay. but like they don't totally know about it. So you were a host on MTV. Was it Real World or Road Rules? Yep, the Real World Road Real World Road Rules Challenge. Challenge. Now it's just called the Challenge. I, I didn't even know it still existed. It's but like, so you were amazing. like a reality TV host. You were to me like it looked. You jumped into Hollywood because you also did Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Skinny with the Stars is kind of a funny thing, right? Um. And so I kind of want to know about that, but I also want to more specifically know, like, you hosted SNL, correct? Right, right. What the heck was that like? That is crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. I mean, (laughs) I was one of those Iceland moments where you're just like, how the hell did I get here? Yeah. Um, And just- Were you nervous? I was smiling ear to ear. You know- of course, right. right? Like when I gave the mo- when I write, like it's right before I went out to give the monologue, which is kind of like this the signature, big, yeah. you know, thing. Um, in the the door, like into my green room, fl- flies open, and in comes Lauren Michaels and the director, 
and they're like running me through the script at like a hurried pace and they're like <laughs> not approving of what I'm doing. And so all of a sudden I was like, <gasps> you know, what the hell? I thought I was ready to go. And of course I come out and if you watch the opening, it's funny and I did it pretty well, but I eat some words and I miss yeah. some inflections. And But I wasn't really that nervous. I think you know, it was right on the heels of the O2 Olympics. And if you ever work your way up into an Olympics, it is like the most nerve wracking experience. Right. And I was just so happy to be done with that. Yeah. And it was, you know, I flew straight from, I mean, I think it was like three days after the Olympic, three days after my run, you I flew to New York. Because it was, that's how I got on Saturday Night So Live, you're just right? on like a high at that point. You're on a high. Yeah. I mean, the Olympics is is just, it's such a stressful right. moment um, that I, and I'm not, I think I had a, you know, I wasn't, I like stage stuff, obviously, you know, I'm right. a freaking ham, you know, so <laughs> I liked being there. I had done some acting in high school and I kind of enjoyed like the on stage stuff with the different characters. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, of course, I was nervous, but I, I felt like my who has expectations of me? I right. mean, who like, the hell? It's not like you're I'm not some, an actor yeah, that's going to ruin my career. Yeah, if anything, right? they have like low expectations. Yeah. They're like, oh, this it's athlete super low. guy. <laughs> exactly. I think the athletes pretty much suck all the time <laughs> on, on Saturday Night Live. So I think I, I of the athlete things, I think I, I was, you know. Have any other there. like action sport athletes hosted SNL? No, so, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, it's uh, Tom Brady. It's it's well, those Tom, people. Well, that's it's the not, pay- No, but no those action Those kind of sports. athletes are in yeah. a different category. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm surprised. I mean, I it, it, you know, look, they didn't pick me out of, like, they didn't just say, you know, hey, get Mosley to set host Saturday Live. It was a cross promotion with NBC and the Olympics. Right. So they picked me from right. the Olympians. Um, but I don't know if that'll happen again yeah. based on, you know, I mean, obviously you got Sean White and I mean, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he was next, the next one to go or it's Lindsay or I would something. say like Lindsay maybe. Maybe those two or I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, Hawk. Know. I'm surprised like Tony Hawk hasn't or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or Pastrana. Pastrana. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's. I think that I kind know. of is kind maybe of Maybe I ruined it. Maybe I like, ruined it for him. Action sports is still so small. It Even is. though it's our whole world. Sure. It's so small to the bigger world. Out yeah. There. That's yeah. so cool though. Like, yeah. To me so. that's. That's crazy, that whole experience. But I didn't really realize it was three days after the Olympics, so it just must have been kind of a blur. It was, you're yeah. I mean, you're there. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. I mean, we were just, you, you get there on a Monday, and, you know, like Jimmy Fallon took me to a hockey game with Lauren Michaels, and we're just chilling, you know. He, like, basically <laughs> what was my welcome party, and then you go start hanging out with the whole cast in Lauren's office, and then they start writing, and you're just, you know, you're bouncing between, like, uh, Amy Poehler's office and Tina Fey. Hey, what's up? Hanging That's out with them, so cool. trying to write some bits or whatever. And then Wednesday, you read it all. It's, it's. I mean, shit. So it is like a full, so cool. like kind of few days. It's a full week. And do you pre-record Monday some of those Saturday. skits or did you do them all live? So the, you do them all live except for um, like the opening had a, if you remember, I, I did this opening monologue and they talked about the dinner roll and uh-huh. and how, you know, I should have, you know, they, they made up this whole narrative. Uh, I should have got scored this or whatever, but that's okay because there's the fourth place party down the road at McGinty's Tavern. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then they yeah, cut yeah, us yeah. to like doing shots. And so that was and pre-shot. That was pre-shot. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's and cool. everything else is live. So then from all the other, what I'm going to call Hollywood stuff, what, like, what was the most fun? 
Like, it seems like, I mean. Yeah, that's definitely the pinnacle. That was, that was pinnacle. I mean, that got me, the, that got, you know, I was still in, the day after I hosted Saturday Night Live, the MTV uh, people saw it and called me. That's how I got that job. Mm-hmm. So I went in for that audition like the next day. And then they hired me for the challenge. And the challenge was pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, they were like, we we need you to go to Jamaica for six weeks. Um, you're going to work four days a week. And, like, you're going to stay at the Montego Bay Villa Suites. And, like, you okay. could br- and bring your girlfriend because yeah. we don't want you hooking up with any cast members. <laughs> that was, like, their only stipulation. And, uh, you know, and you're going to, you know, get paid X. And I was just like, done. Yeah. So, that was a pretty good gig, and that was fun, and it really taught me a lot about that whole business, and I met a ton of people, and it kind of kept me, you know, it, it was nice because it's sort of, I was ready to be done, and but what do you what do you do after? And it just kind of gave me this nice hedge and a kind of segue into another all the other stuff another career. Um, that was fun. I really, even though that was a bomb of a show, skating with the stars. I mean, that <laughs> was really fun for me, just because I feel like you can't teach people how to. Ice skate, like, no. and you, of course, would be. You were the best by far. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, you sure weren't that good, but right, like, you right. were way better. Than- <laughs> right, right. Like, if you if you look at like actually, if I was good, but yes, I learned a lot in a small amount yeah. of time, and I trained. It was so fun to try to pick up a new sport, yeah. as you know, as you an athlete. That's like. To me, that's the most yeah, fun thing to but do. The outfits. <laughs> and the outfits and the whole nine. But that was that was a really fun time. Yeah. Um, I have a secret fantasy that like somehow I would do something that would get me like on like the G level celebrity list and I could like somehow get on Dancing with the Stars. Cause I used to be a dancer. Yeah. And that's I right. would like yeah. kind of like and hide the whole it. like professional yeah. dancing part sure, of my life. Yeah, yeah. Don't and, tell anyone that. And you're to a me, dancer. I want to it's about I want the outfits. Right. And apparently they spray tan on your abs. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. if it's like possible at this well, point. Well yeah, and but. you would be so ripped. I mean I that skating show I did, I was like Yeah. I sh- probably dropped 15 pounds. Yeah, because you're training so overnight. much. Overnight. I, I mean, and I was like ripped. It yeah. was crazy. I mean, if you did the dancing thing, you wouldn't even have to spray them on. You'd be, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's, it's a secret goal of mine. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, you know. It's, <laughs> I think it's like there'll be some fairly version of unlikely, it. but maybe. I don't know. You never know. You never know. You never know. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Hollywood. Hollywood Johnny <laughs> Mosley. It's crazy. I mean, it's been cool, like, for those of us that have known you. I mean, you've known my dad for a really long time, and you've yeah. known me since I was a kid. Yeah. So, um, okay, so I want to know what you think, outside of kind of more of your famous life, but personally, what you think is your best quality or, like, something people might not know about you hmm. as a person? Because I feel like we all think we know you. Sure. But there's got to be yeah. something that might surprise us or something that you appreciate about yourself that we might not know. Well, you know, I do. I do. You do get a lot of people, like, will come up to you and be like, dude, I thought you were a total dick. <laughs> I mean – it's for some reason I do think I exude like a certain amount of douchiness. I think it's the like NorCal in you. Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> and so I'm always surprised like how people will come right with it and be like, wow, you know, I really thought you were, a, you know, a jerk basically or something like that. Um, yeah. And um, so, but it, you know, so is there a quality that people may not know about me that, that uh that I think I have or something like that that um or just what what's your best quality according to you yeah yeah like someone else on that side would say like oh Johnny's super charismatic or blah yeah, blah but yeah um 
I think I'm probably my best quality is probably um, I, I think I'm to a fault empathetic. Yeah, uh, and it, it it's probably like I said, I, like it's 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 probably too I'm probably too empathetic, and I think it it's something I've actually had to kind of like work on just because when right. you come into the public light and basically half the people love you and half the people hate you, and that's an accepted fact that I never. Can was change. that was never something I, I my in my life pre skiing and like in high school or whatever like I felt like I was friends with everybody yeah and I you know liked that I really was interested in everyone's story and mm-hmm. interested in whatever people were doing and I really enjoyed that part of it mm-hmm. and and I, I was like really wanted people wanted to see people do well in every aspect you know and no matter what and that can come across sometimes I think when you get to a certain level as being a little bit like pandering to this or selling out to that or you know if you're really interested in everything then are you really interested in anything and so yeah you know I kind of you get the sense it, it can be kind of a little bit it's it's just that you can't chase down that you can't have 70% 70% approval rating. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, um, you, you know, if you're the person who wants that, that, you know, that's hard to yeah. let go. And so, so it's like the best part of you, but a, but something that then is now presented is, a challenge. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, you kind of get a little, I've had to get a little more like coarse and not care as much in, in certain instances just well, to protect I, my, own, I find, my own psyche, you know. Because I can definitely be like a little bit too eager I would say just sure. I, try, I try really hard and I want to work the hardest right. and I want to be the best and I want to make sure everybody's happy sure but sometimes I find that when I find the ability to care a little less sometimes things go a little better totally so yeah but that's, that's hard right. for me so maybe it's kind of similar it's I think it might be a very similar yeah uh, exactly the same thing honestly yeah so then second part of that question is in terms of like kind of what's something people not mo- might not know about you how would your kids answer that question Huh. <laughs> it's a good question, baby. Um, what, what do your kids say about their dad, geez. Johnny Mosley? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy smokes, you got Too me. Too hard. On this one. I stumped you. I mean, it might be. I mean, they're, they're going to probably like like the best quality about me. I mean, they, they feel that effect too, right? Because, right. like, if I'm the, the more time I spend, you know, being empathetic to other people can sort of take away from your family life, right? Um, and, uh, or, or, you know, caring about others, you know, you sort of take away from your own. Um, they might say, like, you know, he's actually much more introverted than he than he appears to be. Like, what he, That would be you know, interesting. I wouldn't really guess that. I mean, they, they wouldn't use that word. But right. But I think they would probably be like, Describe you know, something what like he that. really enjoys is, like, he's always, like, cornering us to talk about, like, how this motor works or like <laughs> trying to get us to build something or like stuff that I grew up doing yeah. and you know is totally not what's my job now. Yeah. Like I think if they if you saw what I to them you're just their doing, dad trying to like hey son you gotta learn how to fix the garbage disposal exactly. someday and they're like hey, exactly. I don't care about the garbage disposal. <laughs> That's right. They'd see me tinkering on stuff for yeah. hours and like build you know getting excited about some idea to build something. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, who is that guy yeah. out there freaking making some kind of like, I don't know, statement on TV. I don't know. Visit I mean, California commercial. Like, 
overacting. Yeah. You know, who's that guy out there like, yeah. you know, selling it? That's like who's funny. that salesman on TV, you yeah. know? So I think that, that that might be once they're a little older and that's what they would say. able to articulate that, yeah. they might say that. I think that's cool. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, kind of another interesting thought exercise. If you could have Snap and kind of have had a completely different life than the one you had, uh-huh. what would it look like? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably refer to that same thing. Um, I, like I said, I one of the things, and I think this has helped me in my skiing, but, you know, I really do enjoy, like, trying to invent things and build things and, like, you know, see it through and fail and try again or try to, like, solve some, yeah. you know, problem, you know, with you think you'd be like engineering? An engineer? I, I think so. Yeah. I would try. I mean, that's where I was headed. Yeah. My brother's an engineer. My mm. dad is not technically an engineer, but he may as well be. Like, yeah. This is our like, my grandpa. Like, and we that all, would be that fulfilling. Was it. it would be very fulfilling. Yeah. And I'm sort of, you know, uh, I pine on those are the things. That's the thing I think about. You know, you know when you have those moments when you want to jump ship and yeah. you're just like. I don't want to, you know, when you're bailing on your, when you're on your own, like those <laughs> my, are the things I, those, fa- that's where I drift to. My you fantasy know? is being like a, living on a ranch. Oh, that's cool. And being like a cowgirl and yeah. like never touching a piece of technology. Sure, sure. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. think I'd have to toughen up a bit, but. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you'd be tough enough, yeah, you know. I'd I mean, learn you, you spend enough time with cold toes and staying on the top of a mountain. Yeah. Yeah, and like gritting through it toughens uncom- you up in a being different uncomfortable. Way. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, one more kind of question before we get into a couple other things. W- what's the best advice anyone has ever given you? Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was that guy telling you that you sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Olympics. That was that was great advice. Cooper telling me. I mean, no, but more of more, a directive than more advice. More general advice. I did have a I did have a moment with this like older gentleman on a plane um, and I must have been in my, I, I don't, I, I wasn't dating Malia. I, I had to be single and, you know, I was on a tear there, right? From like 98 to pretty much 2000. And, uh, and it was, it was getting squirrely, you know, like <laughs> just, you know, skiing and partying and single and da, 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 da. And uh, I think I started talking to him about relationships and, you know, why and, you know, marriage. And and he at the kind of by the end, he looked at me and, and he and he just said, like, you know, no man is an island. Hmm. And that kind of in the beginning, it didn't register too much, you know. Yeah. And but it, it stuck. Right. Yeah. Like I kept going back to it. Like, what did you mean by that? What did you mean by that? What did you mean by that? And, um, but now I get it, you know, as you get older and you sort of, you know, life gets bigger and more complex, you know, um, you know, you really do rely on the people around you. And obviously I had a killer family and you want them there and, you know, your wife and your kids and your, you know, and, um, you know, I think that's helpful advice. Absolutely. How cool is it that some random totally. person? Totally, and I life, don't know who he like is. Like a total like Yoda. Yeah. yeah. No man is an island. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not even. It. You could look it up. It might be from like a something. I think it's not like. I think it's from a poem or something like yeah. that. Um, I've looked it up before. 
it might be like you know either way something like that yeah. but it's it's something that stuck with me yeah, yeah. wow yeah Gosh, a really good answer to that question. I, I can't believe Wowzers. I came up with it, but it, it, it <laughs> came popped to you. My, it, it's well, it's funny because I go back to it more Still, regularly now. Yeah. That that thing keeps popping in my mind. Mm-hmm. The more I realize, it just sucks being when you don't when you're not when you don't have network and you don't have yeah. kids and you know you travel a lot and when you're well, out there but alone when you're and, being an athlete, you're pursuing something that. Um, you know, is out of the mold of what uh, is standard, uh, I find it to be sometimes a very selfish endeavor. Right. And you spend your young life focused on something so selfish. Yeah. I think that maybe sometimes it's actually not good for your mental path. That's true. And so for someone to kind of remind you that. That's right. um, Super important. That's a good point. No, it is a very selfish pursuit. Yeah. And so, like, you know, you 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 can easily slip into thinking that you don't, you know, yeah. As you can go alone yeah. the whole way. Totally. Yeah. Okay, well, we're getting close to the end of our time, and I know that you've got <laughs> stuff to do, but quickly tell me two highs and one low of the last year of your life. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait, so what is it? Two, two highs? highs of, like, the last one, year or so of your life of last and one year. low, but they can't have anything to do with the S word. So you can't say, like, our trip to Iceland. Got it. Uh, could be your family, could be yeah. a separate vacation. Yeah, of the last year, so we like calendar, like yeah, like, sure, uh, calendar ish. I mean, year, but year ish. I'm not gonna like um, yeah. Google anything, but give or yeah, take, like, yeah, recent history. Well, I would, I would say that one really big high in the last year is I have come to. Okay, the specific moment is I basically sold. I mean, I would say sold, but delivered a, um, like saw a concept in basically production of, of stuff from start to finish. Like I conceptualized what was originally secret spots. Mm-hmm. I shopped it yeah, and I found a home for it at visit California yeah, and it actually got produced and we're still going and it's somewhat successful and I'm the executive producer. So on your it. first successful role is that's right. That's I think right. that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, cool. And it's important. And start to finish. And start to finish. Cause I, you know, obviously kind of got into this biz as we went through. You've probably been produced a lot. I have been produced a lot. Yeah. And when I first got to do it, I was hosting. And I remember thinking when I did that MTV show, mm-hmm. I actually quit that thing after a few years because I was standing around delivering lines. Mm-hmm. I had no control over what was yeah. happening. I felt it was like the easiest job ever. Right. Like you're getting paid for doing standing very, doing very nothing, little. Yeah. And, but I was like not fulfilled by right. it. And I ended up looking for other things and I stopped doing it, even though it was a great gig. And mm-hmm. so kind of what I realized is like, I'd actually rather work more, even if I host, I'd rather be involved in like, right. get, if this is what I'm going to do, like right. I want to be involved in everything that's going to keep me more interested in getting it going and being involved in the decisions that get made and like more entrepreneurial venture. Right. Um, and so uh, that uh, that had that took a long time to come mm-hmm. to fruition because I'd thought about it. I had you know pitched some stuff, but this is the it's first time I process. actually made something happen. Yeah. And what that did is also give me a little bit of um, like hope or security in thinking like, okay, my transition is getting closer to being a reality, right? Because yeah. when you quit competing and you quit filming, because I'm, you know, all this ski business stuff yeah. and you're in, in your mid, you know, early forties, like I am, you know, you're sort of like, 
I, okay, the runway is getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. Like, what's going to be my next, you know, what can I do? How do I get off the mountain a little bit so that I don't have to take as much risk? And then, yeah. you know, so, but you're, and you're, and you're going into all these things, but, but you're to like, to do it successfully, to be able to have that something. that confidence yeah, and yeah, prove yeah. to yourself. Yeah. It's and interesting because so, I'm working, uh, I would love, that's what I want to do. Sure, sure. And I'm working yeah. on kind of that process now. And I'm, I'm yeah. in the, I'm in the failure phase. Right, right. Well, you <laughs> So I can imagine it would be a great high it, it's when a great it feeling. happens. It's cool. It's cool when you, when you, when you get it done, you yeah. know? And so uh, that's, that, that was a big high this year. Um, I know there's two, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in in general, I think you asked me earlier what like, I'm most proud of, you know, in my career. And obviously, there's the Olympic moment, and then you know, transitioning into you know, kind of Hollywood out of that, Johnny. or into yeah, <laughs> and, and into free skiing, and kind yeah. of you know, being able to kind of extend my career for this long, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and 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 be busier than ever uh, mm-hmm. has has felt good, and sort of uh, you know, have my kids be into it and not reject it and, you know, have introduced my family to skiing and have them, you know, really enjoy it and thrive in it as well. And to have them healthy and be able to support them and all that stuff. I mean, those are, those are highs that are generally something that I think about. Yeah. Just like baseline, always highs. Baseline. Any, uh, any lows? Lows. I can Um, tell you one low. You owe me a bunch of cookies. Yeah. Because you said the S word a lot. Yeah, but that's luckily true. wildflower is oh, just shoot, down the road. Shoot. Yeah, <laughs> wildflower. Here I come. Um, lows. Yeah, I'm feeling a little. Uh, I'm falling into a little bit of that. Like it's great that I'm feeling like I have business success and things are going well in that realm. And and and, but. I, I have definitely spent the last. I've definitely missed a lot of. I've been gone a lot. Yeah. In the last two years, and I and I feel like I have this sinking feeling that like I'm missing. I'm there's these critical moments. My wife is amazing, and mm-hmm. I'm actually home a lot mm-hmm. in the summer, and so I, I make up for it. But you know, when you don't have that regular exposure to your kids, like yeah, you know, every you're trying to pack it all exactly. So I do feel like I'm in that mode a little bit yeah. where I can. I'm I'm trying to like like all these great things are happening, but then you also have this kind of nagging of like oh exactly. maybe like I'm it's, missing this. So, you you don't get something for nothing. Yeah, you know. So yeah. uh, that's, that's that's probably the whole point a, of two a low that I huh. That's the whole point of two highs and a low. That's uh, there you go. <laughs> Just acknowledging that. Sure, well, sure. And I haven't like been able to shoot a I haven't been able to shoot a Warren Miller segment this year. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Oh. I couldn't do it in the middle of winter, and uh, but maybe something in the summer. Maybe, maybe, When's this thing gonna roll maybe out? you can just use that as like get slated in a really good one. Yeah. Year. Well, you know, and, and tr- I've taken years off before. Maybe yeah. this is a year off. But uh, I was trying to think of something fun maybe this summer to do. Yeah. Maybe go skiing with my kids or something. Maybe you should do that. But I think, I mean, I was raised by a dad that was gone a lot. Yeah. Okay. And you you guys have friends. an amazing relationship. Yeah. Like it's I Incredible. Think that, I think that it's like. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of kids have parents that work too much and miss everything. And right. I think it's different when kids are watching their parent pursue something they're passionate about, pursue yeah. something that has risk and sure. then high reward and something that, um, you know, you have to really dedicate yourself to. Like, I mean, there's a lot of kids with parents that have conventional jobs mm-hmm. that they never see their parents either, but they're grinding on a job that gives them, you know, no joy, no pride, you know, that kind of thing. So That's a great I point. do think that kids, even though they're young, yeah. they absorb that. Like I was left a lot, yeah. but I knew my dad was doing what he loved. Right. And so like in no way did I ever resent it. I mean, we never did birthdays or any yeah. of that kind of stuff. So, you That's know, great. 
I think it's, I think they'll be fine. It's funny. I have, a, <laughs> my wife is like such a badass and she's basically that reiterates that to me yeah. as well. And so that's why I'm lucky. That's why I'm not an island. That's why I have her. So. It's not an island. Yeah. All right. One <laughs> last thing. Did you think of a story to tell me? Of, you know, that I mean, were you planning on just sending that to me like an hour before we did this? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I had kind of a stressful morning. I could have okay, been a little okay, bit better okay, at producing okay, okay. my own I, I thought show, that might have been your own. I figured you. <laughs> thought that might have been the way you did it. I figured if anyone could come up with a crazy story last minute, it would be you. I mean, didn't we just run through all I mean, these? we had a lot of good stories. What was, this, what was the question again? Just a just story some... about your life that's memorable that doesn't have anything to do with the S word. Oh, um... Oh my lord! I might have to take a pass on this one. Um, I mean, you're going. I mean, we got a lot of good stories. Like, like, give me an example. Um, give me like someone's example that you can remember. Okay, so like, Sam Smoothie told me a story. Yeah. First, he told me the story of how, how he lost his virginity, and his dad <laughs> walked in, and it was horrifying. Wow. Uh, Lexi told a story That's about a story. how she. Um, pooed her pants on a date. Whoa. Sam Smoothie also told me a story about how he got in a fight with an octopus one time. Wow. Julian told a story about how he used to be afraid of heights. Wow. I don't know. That's funny coming from Julian. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you told me a lot of good stories. Uh, yeah. I, 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 talked... I, I don't want to force it because okay. it's not coming to me right All now. All right. Well, then maybe you can come maybe back the next time. on another episode. Yeah, yeah, and you, we can just have like a story time with Johnny episode of Perfect. Long Underwear. Perfect. Well, um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Amy. This is awesome. Yeah. Good job. Um, and congratulations on getting it done. Yeah. Having well, a podcast. And now, I think everything both, you're doing. We're both going to go out and do the S word now. Yeah. So yeah. Let's time, go rip. It's time to go back on the slopes. That is and, true. And um, if people want to follow along, where can they find you? Oh, uh, uh, Instagram. I'm very active there. Just yes, Johnny Mosley, no H, you know, J-O-N-N-Y-M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. And you can pretty much go for that. That'll link you to the website. That'll link you to Johnny Mosley's Wildest Dreams, which is the uh, branded content stuff I do. It's really fun. Um and I'm doing a podcast as well. That's you can you can link. I'll, I don't know, how would you get to that? Just go to Johnny Mosley's podcast. I do that with uh, Sarah like and Vinny and those guys name. in the summer. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll take name suggestions. <laughs> and uh, and so I think that's probably it for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and of course, people can come listen to you in the movie in the fall. Perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Warren Miller. Yeah. That's why we're here. Exactly. Well, thank you guys all for listening and for being here on the Long Underwear Podcast. Uh, you can follow me at A. Ingerbretson. And I still want to get some questions from you guys. Send me a DM, as they call it, on the Instagram with some question ideas for um, the last couple episodes of this season. Uh, hope you guys are out enjoying spring skiing. And we'll catch you next time on Long Underwear. This podcast was brought to you by Warren Miller Entertainment, who you can follow on social media at Warren Miller ENT to keep the good times rolling. Long Underwear was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team. Art is by Barclay Wyrock and editing and mixing by Jason McDaniel. <laughs>